Welcome to Entrepreneur Talks Podcast, hosted by Yolabash and created by Women Flick, which empowers financial freedom for women worldwide. Entrepreneur Talks is a podcast that covers conversations with startups, founders, innovators, and top leaders from around the world who are disrupting the status quo, expanding their businesses, and bringing innovative ideas to life. Yola's conversational tone is focused on the top questions about journey and the details, the ways of thinking and acting that have led these entrepreneurs to Entrepreneurship, leadership, mental health, funding, Finances and other issues are covered on our podcast. Subscribe now to our podcast by joining on Spotify. You can write on your web right now www.anchor.fm slash entrepreneur talk slash subscribe. Join our podcast. Enjoy this powerful conversation. Women Click empowers financial freedom for women worldwide. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to Entrepreneur Talks podcast. It's been a while since I last time I came and I provide you a great conversation. But today I'm back and we're still on season 15. We are in July 2023. And this this will be our last season, has a season. We will continue after finishing this season which is 12 episodes on each one we will be back just has episodes and will be more news but i will let you know another time but for today i have with me jeremy slate slate not slate slate i hope i'm saying this right and we're gonna talk about something very interesting that I'm I'm sure you will enjoy. For if you want, make sure you drop your questions, your comments below right now on YouTube or LinkedIn. We will be available as well on other platforms for podcasts from Wednesday. So get ready and let's welcome Jeremy Slate. Hello, hello, Jeremy. Hi, Yola. How's it going today? Hey, it's going well. And yourself, how are you doing? We're we're doing all right. Um, It finally cooled down a little bit. We've been dealing with some extreme humidity the last few days. So um, I will take it um, as it's a little bit cooler today. Okay. So tell us, where are you based? Where are you talking from? I, I'm in New Jersey, but I will tell you the weather feels like I'm living in Florida recently, where it's like ninety wow. percent humidity in the in the 80s to 90s, and then it rains every day at three o'clock. Um, oh, <laughs> <really>? oh. 
that's that's good is to refresh you right so yeah it, it helps because even even with the rain sometimes with that humidity it, it doesn't change anything we still yeah. we still very hot, hot or like warm right I'm a big fan of dry heat rather than like the whole humidity thing. So like Arizona, Nevada, I love it. It's a lot of fun. I can deal with it being 100 degrees and be happy. The humidity, man, I'm just like, I've lived here my whole life, but the humidity, man, I'm just not a huge fan. Oh, wow. I understand. So I am here in London. We're having a good weather as well, but it's not sunny. It is warm. I think... I, I really can't say too much about humidity if it's too high or not right now. I didn't check, but uh, but it's it's like uh, it is good. I love I love hot weather, so I'm happy with. I'm always happy, but without the sun is different. I just like to see the sun from my window and when I'm working or otherwise outside. But it, it is what it is, and here we are. So for today, we're gonna be talking with you, Jeremy. Uh, did I mention your name, by the way, in the right way, Jeremy? Yeah, no, we're we're good. Okay. We're good. I just use my middle name on like in like the written form because like I could never get found in Google for years because my parents actually named me after a cowboy actor. So then ah. like all his, so it, it's literally just a strategy of trying to like get found on the internet while I use my middle name. But you know, I, whenever I heard Jeremy Ryan Slate, it meant I was in trouble as a kid. You know that I've just used it in written form for that reason. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. So I can find Jeremy Ryan and he's coming someone else, right? <laughs> Jeremy, can you tell me in three words, or can you describe yourself in three words, please? Wow, uh, I am a dad. I am a business owner, and I am a freedom fighter. That is me. Business. I couldn't. I feel like freedom fighter is kind of two words, but I won't make them one word. Say again the number of the first one. I'm a dad. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dad. I'm a business owner and I'm a freedom fighter. Oh, freedom fighter. I want us all to live better. I want us all to be free and I want us all to kind of, you know, be able to create our own destiny. How long have you been a dad? Four years. Um, I have two little ones. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, and it's kind of interesting because they're like, at that age where they can communicate really well together. So now they're getting into trouble together. Um, and they're, it's, it's two, uh, two little girls as well. So like, um, you know, there's a, a ton of estrogen in my house. Um, and you know, I'm definitely, I guess, overwhelmed. You know, we have a, a, a girl dog, two daughters, my wife, obviously 24 chickens, which are all female. So I am like overwhelmed with estrogen in my household. <laughs> and you can handle, you see, not God doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. Trust me, <laughs> you are the biggest, <laughs> the man. And okay, so you are dad of two with 24 chickens, one dog, yes. and one wife. And in terms of business, what yeah. kind of business do you own? So I've run a I've run a PR agency called Command Your Brand um, since 2016, and we've helped our clients to become really great guests and and appear on podcasts. Because in my opinion, I think. You know, kind of the podcast, YouTube, uh, new media world of things is the direction everything's going. And uh, the legacy media, in my opinion, is dying. And I think this is really a place where we can um, create partnerships, cr really right. tell stories and really learn about people that you can't do in a five minute news clip. And I, I, just, I just think there's so much opportunity in the direction media is going. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And so you run this business for how long? 
So we've run this company since uh, 2016. Uh, we had a different name when we started, and we came up with this name in 2017. But we originally called Get Featured Media, but we became Command Your Brand Media in 2017. Uh, okay. So the title I gave to this uh, to this conversation today, which is the power of high performance performers. It looks like transformers <laughs> performance, <laughs> unleashing success. What can you say about this topic? Like just the, to the beginning of the, the title. So I, I think, frankly, um, your approach to everything is what matters the most. And I think if you look at most people, how they approach adversity is going to be that thing if they set themselves apart as a high performer or not and approaching adversity in the right way is that thing that's really going to set you off so that would be my reaction to the title is you know it's to really be a high performer to really be somebody that's going to create you know incredible success you have to be able to handle very very difficult things and be able to use those things in order to grow that's really good that's really good and leading people by their strengths when it comes to this, how can leaders, how do you think can leaders effectively check their ego at the door and lead people based on their strengths? This is a, this is a question. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard question, but I think here's the thing that I think is, is tough about that, right? Like we've, there's a lot of us out there, we've achieved things, we work for things. So we, we have self-worth, right? But I think yeah. a lot of times when you try to put that ahead of leading somebody, that can be really difficult. And this is something I actually learned um, in a conversation I had with a, a former CIA director, and he mentioned his time uh, being in the military. And, you know, the, the best general he ever served with was a guy that probably should have had a whole bunch of medals on his chest, but he never wore them. Because mm -hmm. he was about like, you know, I can get my own coffee, I can get my own cigarette, I can do these different things because people admire you, not because you tell them you're in charge, but because of how hard you're willing to work alongside of them. And Absolutely. that's what leadership really is. If you're willing to be in there with the trenches with them every day, not ask them to do anything that you wouldn't be willing to do. And it's, you know, that goes as much to the art of war as it does to that conversation. You know, it's, it's in Sun Tzu talks about in the art of war, um, you know, to really lead, you have to be able to um, work alongside people and lead them from the front. And I think when you're looking at leadership, that's what it's because so many people want to say, well, I'm the boss. This is why, and this is why you need to do it. And, you know, you need to lead people from, you know, alongside of them. But at the same time, you need to let people know why they're doing what they're doing, right? Like, why are yeah. they doing what they're doing? What is the bigger purpose? And many times they don't know the purpose. They don't know where it's going. They don't know why they're achieving it. And it's just an order. And I think if you're really going to lead people, you're not going to win that way. Yeah, that's so good. So good. And what strategies or approaches have you found to be successful harnessing the potential of your team members, talking about yourself? Now, that's a tough one because I think it goes back to the basic of it because I think a lot of people, when they're creating a team, one of the things they really mess up in is they ask somebody to come into a job position that isn't created. Now, what I mean by that is, oh, we're not selling anything. I'm going to go out and find this great salesperson and bring them in to sell. Well, if you bring that person in, they may not understand your product. They may not, there may not be a process. There may not be a way to do things. So if you really want to harness great people, the first thing comes down to having really well-created processes that people can follow and good policies yeah. for them to follow. Otherwise, it's very difficult for somebody to come in and try and do that. Yeah. And then number two, it's when you look at that, you want to look at people's strengths. Like, um, you know, for our PR team, I've actually hired people that are really great at sales because I find people's traditional PR viewpoints to be totally worthless and not really push towards creating a you know, a valuable final product for a customer. So you have to also look at like, 
you know, what skill sets does this job require and what personality does that require? So for me, I, my viewpoint on, on what I hire for different positions is very different from what a lot of other people do. But yeah. you have to have a job position that someone can come into and actually take rather than saying, all right, we have this giant hole in our organization chart, come in and fill it. And they don't know what they're doing. Like that can be really difficult. Yes, yes, I agree. And now while while you were talking, I just remember when did you when you started your company, your business, did you have all this knowledge or it be it's been gradually growing, like getting to know more and more? Well, I guess there's two parts to that. Number one, like I've learned a lot by doing it myself. Um, you know, I don't have a business degree. I have a master's in uh, ancient history. Go figure. Um, I actually I actually studied in the UK back in 2009. I studied at New College Oxford um, really? and one of the hottest summers on record in the UK. It was kind of fun. Um, but, um, you know, so for me, like I was purely an academic and I had to learn how to actually start and run a business. So I failed a lot in the beginning. So a lot of what I learned initially was from what I messed up with and how I could do it better. But then also I started really diving into, um, you know, business administration. And for the last, gosh, like 10 years, I've been studying a, a business management system called the Hubbard management system, because I find what happens is people read this book and they pull in a piece of that book or they read that book and they pull in a piece of that book where to me, if I want to have a successful program, I don't want to mix messages. So I've picked one process I really like and one way of running a business I really like. And I just apply that. So for yeah. me, that's been the biggest thing is finding one thing, picking it, applying that. But also, I've learned from my own failures. Tell me one of the 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 favorite books you read. Or favorite the books ones I've that read. impacted you more. There's okay. probably two I would really have to say. One is called "So Good They Can't Ignore You" by Cal Newport. Um, and Cal talks about getting really, really, really good at something. And, you know, when you get to that point where it's, it's good, it becomes effortless. And that's where you find passion. I think a lot of people want to find passion before they do something. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of times you got to you got to get good at something to be passionate because you're putting the cart yeah. before the horse. Um, the other book I would say is The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, um, because I think for me, as I mentioned, I have a very academic background. So like the first one of the first jobs I did after I left my teaching job was life insurance sales. And you'd make like, I'd make like one call and they wouldn't buy something for me. And I like wanted to collapse. And you you understand like, you know, it's 10 calls, 20 calls, 100 calls, 1000 calls to get a product. And I think a lot of times if you don't have that, that idea, you're setting yourself up to fail. So for me, understanding how to set targets and how hard to work for something was really, really important. So that book was a game changer wow. for me. That was a really good job then to get to where you like helping you to, to progress and get your, your business. I never been on sales, so maybe I need to, I don't know. <laughs> it's a vital skill because like anything you're doing in life, you're selling. So we all need to learn how to do it better, you know? Yes, yes, that's right. Because with my journey as well, I've been learning with my with the flow. It's like learning so much. I didn't get a degree as well. So I totally understand and I, I, I can feel what you're talking about. It is interesting that how we progress with the, with our own mistakes and we improve ourselves. And that is a, that is a quote that I always follow as well in my, uh, during my, like my journey or, uh, which is, um, what's the point? Keep doing again and uh, again and again and expecting different results from fraud. Yeah. I, re I read this when I was in school, in college, uh, back a few, a few years ago. But that was in my mind and, it, and I carry on because if I do something wrong, I need to either learn or improve 
or change, but never do the same. And, yes. and uh, I've been implementing this into my business for a long time. It is really, it's really powerful. I think that's a really good point too. Cause like for me, like, um, there's a uh, the Vince Lombardi. He was, uh, you know, one of the the greatest football coaches in in, in NFL history. Um, we're talking about American football, I guess, not European yeah. football. And um, it's actually the 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 NFL. Their trophy is actually named after him. And um, he has a quote, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Um, so I apologize to the Lombardi fans out there, but he says that we're gonna relentlessly chase perfection, knowing it's not possible, because in chasing perfection, we're gonna catch excellence. And I think that's what we need to do is like, sure, you're good at something. Sure, you're great at something. But can you get better? And can you get better? And can you get better? Because once you get to be, you know, really good at something or the best at something, mm -hmm. you're looking at that. The 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 improvements then are so incremental uh, that, it, you know, every everything matters. Right. You look at a great professional athlete and the difference between the best and the worst player is so incremental that it's that it's crazy. And that's what you have to look at in terms of being a business owner is how much can I improve by continually chasing perfection every day? Yes. Yes. And now uh, uh, talking about this, finding your passion versus following following your passion. How is, could you explain like, or could you tell a little bit about this viewpoint further? Well, I, I think part of it goes back to, you know, education and, and kind of how we're looking at what we want to do in life. You know, as I mentioned, I have a, a master's degree that I enjoyed studying, but I don't use it. And I think so often we're we're stuck on like the theory of things rather than the practicality of things. And I think it's it, life is a balance between the two, right? The theory of something and the application of it. And when you're looking at people wanting to enjoy what they do and be passionate about what they do, I think in this day and age, there's become a real idea of, you know, find your passion and never work a day in your life, um, which I think that's true. But I think the process in getting there is very different than what we're led to believe, right? Like, oh, you're going to find this thing. You're going to run some Facebook ads and baby, it's over. But what it actually comes down to is when people look at that, they see it as a very passive process, right? They see life happening to you. And that's why I call that um, following your passion, right? You're following something you're never going to catch. Where as you look at it, I think it's actually a very active process, yes. finding your passion. And to me, that implies you're doing something. You're causative. You're not a fact. It's not happening to you. So when I look at that, um, to actually find your passion you have to do a lot of things, right? Like you may do some jobs you like, you may do some jobs you don't like, you may do some different yeah. careers that don't work out. And that's why I think when you look at it, the way the education system is, is set up to pick at 17 or 18 years old, what you want to do for the rest of your life is really hard. So yeah. you want to try some things, work at some things, get some skills. And to me, that's what finding your passion is. It's working and working and working and working. And, you know, you're going to get to a place at some point where you say, man, I'm great at this. I can do something with this. It goes back to that Cal yes. Newport book. You need yes. to become so good people can't ignore you. Yes. Really good, Jeremy. Really good answer. Thank you so much. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone is listening this and can take notes. It's very important, but really good. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And now, another question that I have for you is how can... It's all about, I've been talking about passion. We've been talking about passion, about the, the strengths. And now we're going to, uh, how can individuals navigate the balance between finding their passion and pursuing practical path? Like mm. you just mentioned some, some ideas, but yeah, so success, because it's like you said, keep, uh, improving, improving about your passion, right? 
and they will achieve somehow some someday they will achieve the success well i think it's kind of a balance between because you have to look at the reasons why you wouldn't achieve that right like you can't pay the bills is a huge one for a lot of people right like that's really important um so like when you can look at barriers that are going to stop you to me i look at the way i did it that you know it's uh has it ever always been perfect no but it's worked for me and that's i've had different jobs where you know they at least paid the bills enough so that i could create in another area of my life so when you're looking at that i would look at like you know how can i start something i want to be good at on the side and continue to improve at that and become better at that from application and study and and i will say application is one of the biggest parts but do have something that pays the bills because you're going to make short sighted decisions you're going to make the wrong decisions frankly i don't agree with people saying you know use the burn the boats mentality because when you do that you make decisions out of desperation yeah. rather than decisions out of like how effective will this be how long term will this be and what can i create from that because when you're going to be a successful entrepreneur one of the main things you have to look at is how successful will this be 3 weeks from now, 3 months from now, 3 years from now. And if it doesn't exist and you've already burned the boats, well you're going to make some really bad decisions versus on, based on what you got to eat today. Yeah. So for me, I would find something you can do that can pay the bills that you have enough skill at. Um obviously so for some people it may not be paying all the bills but paying enough of them so you can focus on creating something. That would be my best advice because I think that is the single biggest thing that kills entrepreneurs is they have to succeed at this thing or they're going to die. And I know people give the opposite advice where they say you got to have that drive of, you know, you 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 got to be in a place where you got to do this you're going to die, but I think you make decisions out of desperation, not out of practicality when you're in that position. Yes, that's so true. I agree with you. And how how uh, once again, thank you uh for your for your answer. And Jeremy, how do you how works in your company? How do you work with your what is the strategy you use to help your clients? How exactly? So the the biggest thing um first is as I mentioned we really focus on podcasts and and Rumble and YouTube and new media like that because I think that is the direction that's going. So the biggest thing we're looking at first of all is the power of storytelling and the power of actually communicating because I think people have this false idea of you just get in front of the biggest audience then x number of people opt in. this number of people purchase your book a quality and this number of people purchase your product it's not the same and that's what you really have to learn about podcasting it's about creating relationships it's about connecting with people and it's about educating so for us we're really working with people on becoming the best possible guests they can be and being in front of the right audience because once mm -hmm. again if you're in the incorrect mindset you're going to look for the biggest and largest audiences and those typically aren't the right ones for most people you need to become kind of a a niche celebrity and a niche expert to kind of the right market. So that's what we're really helping people to do. Become a great guest, find the right niches they should be communicating in and become the opinion leader within that niche. Because then you're not just helping your business, you're also enhancing your credibility and you're helping people. And that's how you actually make an impact is by helping people. And for that process um can take like how many like I know I know but I want you to tell. <laughs> I have so, like yeah. <laughs> So clients are typically with us for for either 6 months or a year because I think a lot of times you know this goes back to the old model people think that like I'm going to do something and I'm going to have immediate success and then we're just going to kind of keep running ad advertising at that or whatever. But when you're really building a media campaign, you're building something, you're creating something, you're changing the playing field. So that does take time, right? It does take time to really take an impact for that. So we find that you know some of our best clients have been with us for years, but you know typically our campaigns are over 6 months or a year. Right. Okay, good. 
And how can people connect with you? How they can get in touch in order for them to, yeah, to work with you, to find more uh, about yourself and your business? Well, they can check us out over at commandyourbrand.com. Um, and actually as well, um, we have a really great piece for them out there too. If, they, if they've always wanted to harness the power of podcasting or maybe they had no success in harnessing the power of podcasting, we put together a really great document called the seven reasons you're not getting featured in your favorite podcasts. So they can get that over at commandyourbrand.com slash seven reasons. Um, and it's a really great piece that, you know, whether they work with us or not, it's something that's really going to leave them with some incredible PR knowledge to really grow their brand. That's really good. And in terms of social media, are you... So I'm at Jeremy Ryan Slate on every single platform because as we mentioned in the beginning, my parents named me after an actor that it became really hard to get found online. <laughs> so I use the same exact handle on every single social media platform. I am at right. Jeremy Ryan Slate. Okay. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Everywhere. <laughs> are you on TikTok? I am, but I don't really use it much. I don't know. Like I'm not much of a, a dancer, if that makes sense, which I think that's more of that one set up for. I did get on threads recently, so I'm kind of learning how to use that one. But um, I'm, I, I am on TikTok, but I just you probably may have a hard time getting me because I'm just not on it much. It's just curious for myself. I'm curious because TikTok also, it, it is a great platform. We've been my, kid, my kids love it. I'm just not it's just not something I'm able to like do much because it's there is more than just dancers or something. There is a lot of teaching, really good stuff. <laughs> cool. Really. And now you can have also, I'm not promoting TikTok here, but uh, I'm just talking because we decided to go into talk of TikTok and we're having actually more audience there. And nowadays you can place as well videos longer than a minute and you can give instructions, you can teach people how to do things and we we, we we do work with finances like achieving uh, uh, helping women to achieve financial freedom so it has been really good <laughs> so awesome have a have a look <laughs> i will <laughs> yeah but it's true and like i said um like i said no i was about to say you just provide all these um uh, platforms and your website and i just want to say to my listeners that this information also is on, on the description of this podcast. So you can straight away reach Jeremy. Jeremy, just one another question about your platforms and website. There is yeah. any call that people can um, schedule with you or how it works? They just... If they want to schedule, they can go to commandyourbrand.com slash book a call. Um, and that is going to be the best way to get in touch with myself or my team so that, you know, we can uh, help you if you're looking for some help. Yeah, fantastic. Yes. So as I mentioned, is on the description of the podcast, every information that is necessary for you to get in touch, for anyone to get in touch with Jeremy. And one more thing, Jeremy, I, I would like you to... To say one thing to encourage people to, would I don't know, to carry on with their businesses or yeah. if anything that you would like to say to empower well, people today. <laughs> well, I, I would say the hard hard work beats luck any day. So you can keep trying to be lucky or you can keep working harder. And, um, you know, obviously work smarter where you can. But, you know, hard work will outwork luck any day of the week. And I think if you keep showing up, keep showing up and you keep improving, you know, you're going to see um, more than a lot of other people. So that would be my advice. 
Fantastic. That's really good. Really powerful. Thank you so much. You got thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today and share your thoughts and your expertise with us. So I'm really grateful and I'm sure we're going to keep in touch and I wish you all the best. Take care, Jeremy. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed. I'm sure you did. And I'm looking forward to see you next week. And make sure you share this conversation with your friends if you were here and with your family. So I see you again on season 15, our last season next week. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank mm -hmm. you.